Well, as the lens of scripture zooms in. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's a dark night. <laughs> yeah. A man with a gray beard sneaks through a burial area, finding an ossuary. Well, he I, packs it in a bag. I'm ready to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> and he heads out to the crowd. This is Moses. Why is he in a graveyard? We're yeah. going to see this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious myself now. You, you all know as you're listening to this, and this is Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And uh, we, we don't prepare for these. We, we really, we, we don't. We don't read it ahead of time. We think that it's the best way for us to even teach you how to read scriptures, just to read it and talk about it as we're going through. Yeah. So sometimes I'll actually even say something that then I read it and, you know, a couple of verses later, like, oh yeah, I didn't even say that because there it is right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, now I, you know, and I don't even know what you're talking about with yeah. his ossuary. So no, we'll get to this it. This will be curious. In Exodus 13. Oh, that's right. Now I think I know. Yeah, Are you sure it's might. an ossuary though? <laughs> Wouldn't it think be? that's what it is? Probably. I mean, that was the Jewish way of burial, but maybe that wasn't developed well, until later. Later, but I maybe it was then too. Yeah. It could have been. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see in here and we'll unpack it. All right. Well, let's jump in. Dad, you want to start? Yeah, you bet. Exodus 13, beginning in verse one. Then the Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites the first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me. And the Jews began doing that then from then on. Jesus was dedicated at the temple. And it's actually why we practice dedication at the bridge because of the practice that the Jews began at way back here. But it was, uh, it was the firstborn because the firstborn then stood for the remainder of the kids. And of course, the firstborn were spared of the Jews. So Moses said to the people, this is a day to remember forever. The day you left Egypt, the place of your slavery, today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Remember, eat no food containing yeast. You know, the, the cool thing is that when, and I, I hope you read this past weekend. I mean, it's really important to me to always read through the weekends. That if you didn't read this last weekend, you missed out on some really powerful chapters. And so I would even encourage you, if you're driving and you can't read it, then just pull up the church app, pull over and pull up the church app <laughs> and it'll read it to you. You can have it read to you. Mm -hmm. And I do that oftentimes as well. Cause I, I sometimes like to have it read to me when I'm walking and, and so forth. But yeah, this is great stuff that happened here on this day in early spring in the month of Abib, you have been set free. You must celebrate this event in this month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. He swore to your ancestors that he would give you this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. Then on the seventh day, celebrate a feast to the Lord. Eat bread without yeast during those seven days. In fact, there must be no yeast bread or any yeast at all found within the borders of your land during this time. And Junior, why were they not allowed to eat any yeast? Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting because later on, Jesus talks about, you know, the yeast of the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. And it was symbolic for sin. Yeah. Because with yeast, when, when you get a little bit in the dough, it just kind of makes its way. It's kind of like sin. You get a little bit in you and it just makes its way throughout your whole life. Oh, it takes over very quickly. So uh, my, I guess my answer would be the sin. It mm -hmm. symbolizes sin. Yeah. But is there more to it? No, that that's it. And of course, for Passover... They didn't have yeast. This is this is inaugurating the Passover, mm -hmm. and so if you something read yesterday, Jews still celebrate today. Yes, yes. And the whole idea was that they had to bring flat bread, not loaved bread, mm -hmm. because loaved bread would take up more space, even though it provides no more nutrition, other than the yeah. nutrition that yeast yeast does have some nutrition in it, and nutritional value. But it takes up more space, and they had to hurry. They couldn't wait for the bread to rise, mm -hmm. and they had to have it compact, so it was unleavened or unyeast 
yeast bread without yeast. Because they were leaving Egypt in such a hurry. Yes. But there's also some, there's also messianic symbolism in this Mm -hmm. because um, uh, bread without yeast, who's the only person without yeast? Jesus Jesus, Christ, Messiah. Also, there's more to it as well in that um, in order to keep the bread from rising, it's pierced. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus was pierced. So uh, if you get matzah, for example, if you go to the grocery store and you get matzah, you'll see all these little piercings all over the matzah. Yeah, without yeast and pierced. Yep, yep it's pierced. And, and so remember, that, Jesus broke it and said, this is my body. Yep. Yeah, and that's when he instituted communion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of messianic symbolism yeah. in here. It was the Passover meal. This mm-hmm. meal here that was inaugurated right here that Jesus used to inaugurate communion that we celebrate today. So in a sense, in our Christian heritage, we go back to these Jewish roots of yeah. Passover. On the seventh day, you must explain to your children, I am celebrating what the Lord did for me when I left Egypt. So they weren't just to do these rituals. They were to explain everything to their kids, to mm-hmm. help them understand what all this means and what God has done for us. And that's something I think can be missing from, and I've it's been missing from mm-hmm. my parenting before too, though. But like this morning, I sat down with my girls. We kind of did like some devos. And then I started something new, just like Q&A. Just after devos, why don't you just ask like a, a question? Oh, that's good. And... Um, and it's just fun to hear them talk through things and ask yeah. questions. And you, you kind of get that missing, I think, today, because we're in such a rush in the mornings. But I love that Moses said that, is like, explain this to your children. Mm. Have conversations with your children as to why you do the things yeah. you do. This is how you pass values on. The Q&A is such an awesome idea because it's inquisitive minds that learn. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord with a strong hand. The Lord rescued you from Egypt. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. That mark on the hand would have been probably, he probably said that because the mark uh, on the hand or on the forehead was probably a mark that identified them of slaves in Egypt. Mm. And so you look at Revelation, in fact, you're going to, there's the mark, the 666 mark. On the, the forehead and the hand yeah, as well. Yeah. And he's saying, instead of that, what I want for you is to have this visible sign of a festival that you celebrate, but in doing so, you're celebrating my goodness to you, my blessing yeah. to you. Yeah. Why don't you pick it up from there, Junior? All right, verse 11, right? Yep. Says, this is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise he swore to you and your ancestors. When he gives you the land where the Canaanites now live, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to him. Now, what does that mean? He's not going to. He's not calling for child sacrifice. Well, no, it, it, it's it. You have to remember again. It was the firstborn children that were um, spared with mm-hmm. Passover because right. the blood was painted over their house, and so he was saying that these belong to God. So you dedicate them to God. Okay, so it's like a baby dedication. Yeah. Firstborn donkey may be brought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. Yeah, you, can, so you don't you break, break the necks of your children. <laughs> right. And in the future, your children will ask you, what does all this mean? Then you will tell them, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of our slavery. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go. So the Lord killed all the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt, both people and animals. This is why I now sacrifice all the firstborn males to the Lord. More dedicate, except mm-hmm. the firstborn sons are always brought are bought back. Yeah, and the well, the sacrifices were for the animals. Yeah, the ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the Promised Land. God said, if the people are faced with battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. 
So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. So that's oh. why I think it's an ossuary because it would have been bones, right? A bone box? Yes, that does say bones, you're right. So he wasn't mummified. Yep. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. So I do just like imagining that of mm. Moses, because it's Moses. Yeah. He goes in there and he gets, yeah, gets the, yep. The Israelites left Succot and camped at, and I've always wondered, because you have Succot here, and that's a Jewish festival as mm. well. I should look that up. Yeah. It's a Feast of Tabernacles is also called Succot. Yeah. So. Well, and it may go back to this, because yeah. this was their first um, first place of encampment. Mm-hmm. The Israelites left Succot and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. I mean, that's cool. You yeah. Think about that. That's oh yeah, that's pretty awesome. I remember hearing that as a kid and just picturing it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, Proverbs twenty three is the proverb for today. And Dad, did you and pick we, up one? Yep, we. I, I re, I'm looking at verse nine and it might seem like it's a negative one, but it, it really is a positive thing. It'll help you just to save your breath. <clears throat> and I have to remind myself of this all the time. I get in trouble with my words and by just saying too much. And uh, I'm thinking about, you know, our sound engineer here, Jack, he kind of got in trouble with his words yesterday in our staff meeting. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that was awesome. That was, yeah. yeah, it was, he was, uh, it, it was his girlfriend's birthday and now he's he's telling us we have too much we're, we don't have enough time. He's he's motioning yeah, us yeah, that yeah, there's not enough time. He doesn't want to tell the story. <laughs> uh, but uh, in a roundabout way, he compared his girlfriend who was there, who was on staff, to his mother, and woo, that it was, was awesome. A, that was a little fun. It was classic Jack. Yeah, That's why I love the guy. We enjoyed it. <laughs> anyway, here's what he here's and, and then maybe this doesn't fit so well. But Proverbs twenty three nine says, "Don't waste your breath on fools." for they will despise the wisest advice. Yeah. And so that that story really had nothing to do with it, but it was fun to tell anyway. <laughs> but but it is it's really a great there's so much wisdom here that we I sometimes feel like I want to correct every situation and I want to convince everybody well, of you're a pastor doing the right thing. And you're a shepherd, so that's yeah. your that's your you know. There are times I, you know, I was in a meeting not that long ago where it's like everything I said was turned against me. It turned you know, everything, you know, and I was trying to be good and kind and loving, but everything came back to me as like, like there was a counterattack on me or something. And I, and it's, re, I'm reminded of this again, that sometimes it's best that if someone is not interested in what you have to say, you just better off, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Well, some people want to burn down the forest, so they're looking for any spark. Yeah. So it's like, I just don't give many sparks. Mm-hmm. So don't waste your breath on fools. Love them, be kind, but, you know, move on and focus your energy on the people that are responding. Right. All right. Well, it's October 23rd, which is national, get this, because it's kind of outdated now, iPod day. (laughs) We don't have iPods anymore. I used no. to love those. You know, you're, I remember we did a time capsule at the church, uh, wow, years yeah. and years at ago. At the Splains we, we, campus. Right. And uh, your wife put her iPod in, in the time there. capsule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was already because iPhones were all, already coming out. Yeah. Then. It's still buried in the church. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind so of funny to think about. Someday people are going to pull those out and say, what, yeah, what is this like an early iPhone? Yeah. Uh, but it's also National Croc Day. Crocs. 
Ah, my wife hates my wear, Crocs. I get Crocs. Rid of them. <laughs> I got Crocs from way back when they first came out. When they were when they were cool twenty years ago, I've got a pair of Crocs from when they were cool twenty <laughs> years ago. Then then they became uncool, and now I guess they're cool again. Yeah. Unless it's somebody my age. <laughs> All right. Well, put on your Crocs and listen to your iPod today, I guess. (laughs) Make it a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.